business owner mindset, no matter where you are in this business and what your goals and dreams and objectives really are, uh, you own your own business here. And it's important that you, um, that you believe that, you know, if you're a personal producer, that's knocking out an, an app every other month, you own your own business. You're self-employed, you're 1099, you're an independent contractor. You are the backbone of the U S economy. You're a small business. And, uh, and it's huge, but so many of us don't think like a business owner. And uh, as a result, we're coming up short of where we could be. Uh, last week, I talked about uh, there are three key elements um, in, uh, in being and having that business owner mindset. Last week, we talked about team building. If you missed that, we put it out on the podcast. Uh, we, we sent out the, the link in Slack that you could listen to or watch the video. It's part of the, the, the sales meeting archive. It's out there in a lot of different places to find. Uh, but go back and review the team building aspect of, uh, of the, the, the key elements of business owner mindset. The second element of, uh, of the key elements of, of business owner mindset is momentum. Now, if you're around the Fitz Group any amount of time, you're going to hear us talk about momentum. Uh, it is um, something I'm very passionate about. I've seen momentum play out in my business um, in the growth of it over the last 20 years. And it's just one of those things that I think as a business owner, you really need to grab a hold of that, that momentum, <laughs> that it plays for you and plays against you. Uh, I do a teaching on momentum. And uh, it's, it's based on the flywheel doom loop concept that Jim Collins put out in his book, Good to Great. Um, and and you can, if, you're, if you're watching this video, you can take a screenshot of that link. If you're watching it later, it's recorded. It's probably in the description. You can just click on and go to that video and watch it. It is a 25-minute uh, training I do on how momentum can work for you or against you. And it's based on the teaching from Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Uh, and today, in talking about momentum, I'm not going to try to rehash that training. I think it's good in and of itself and by itself, but there's some things about that training that we don't cover uh, in that training, and, and, and so this is uh, to go with that. Uh, if you haven't seen the training or, or read the book, uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins, just a reminder, uh, the, flywheel is, uh, the flywheel effect is what Jim Collins refers to for positive momentum, and uh, I've seen this play out so much in our business um, it starts with you taking a step forward consistent with what you should be doing. Taking a step forward consistent with what you should be doing. Just as simple as picking up the phone and making dials. Um, that, that is something simple that you can do that's a step forward consistent with what you should be doing. Right? Um, and, and what that leads to is an accumulation of visible results. So, again, not rehashing the momentum training that I do and is in that other video, but when you're making dials and you're doing little tick marks to mark off how many dials you've made, that's literally an accumulation of visible results. And then that's going to lead to people getting lined up, energized by the results. And, and that leads to the flywheel building momentum. And that continues on where you take more steps forward consistent with what you should be doing, which leads to more accumulation of visible results. I, I was having a conversation yesterday with some leaders, and uh, one of them said, hey, I, I really, I really want to see us 
And this is this is humbling when a, 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 a somebody that's looking to you for leadership is trying to figure out how they can help you grow your business. And I'm like, oh, okay. And and they said, look, we 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 want to see recruiting really take off. We want to see that really uh, explode in 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 the Fitz Group and and get that kind of going. How can we um, how can we help with that? How can we uh, make that happen? And I said, you know what you can do is you can start recruiting. You can take a step forward consistent with what you should be doing which, to build your business, not just the sales side, but the business side of what we do. If you're going to build your business, you've got to recruit. And, and listen, if you're recruiting, it's, it's just as simple as, well, I'm, I'm working these zip recruiter responders or I'm starting to place an ad on Craigslist or maybe I'm going a little more advanced and going Facebook, but I'm talking to people. So as you're doing, as you're booking interviews, those are tick marks. As they show up, that's a tick mark. As you uh, fast track them, that's a tick mark. As they uh, get signed up for class or get signed up uh, to come on board as a licensed agent already, that's, those are all tick marks. Those are accumulation of visible results. And what does that lead to? It leads to people lining up, energized by the results so many of us deal with FOMO and we don't want to get left behind FOMO is the fear of missing out it's this new I got a couple of kids that suffer from it for sure uh, I, I, I used to suffer from it greatly but uh, I don't as much anymore though I still do I'm still competitive when I see somebody else winning when I see somebody else winning in this world I'm happy for them and at the same time I want it for me is that wrong I think that's fine. Like I, I see somebody doing well. I see somebody winning. I, I see a competitor that's doing well in our industry. I mean, truly a competitor. Somebody that's not even remotely related to my business. I see a competitor succeeding. I'm genuinely excited because I think that makes our industry better. And the better our industry gets, the, the easier it's going to be for me to convince somebody that the insurance business is real. And yes, you can make real money here. Like it, it, it takes less convincing when there's just so just a, a, a preponderance of evidence when there's just a, oh, an abundance of, of examples of, of success. And so um, I, I get excited when I see that happening. And at the same time, I go, how are they doing that? I want to know. And, and that's what this happens here. I mean, that's an example of people getting lined up, energized by the results. If you want to see other people getting better at making dials and booking appointments, you get good at making dials and booking appointments. And what's going to happen is you're going to set off a, a chain reaction where other people are going to get excited and energized by those results, and they're going to start believing that they can do it too. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how it works out. And it's like, how'd that happen? I don't know. I just did what I was supposed to do, and other people caught on. And they started doing it too. And then, and then the flywheel continues to build momentum. There's so much more I can teach on this, and, 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 and I have taught on this. Go to that other video. Uh, but this is how you generate positive momentum. Now, we do have a podcast that, uh, that we've put out. I don't think it's actually been released to the public as we're filming this right now, but about momentum. And one of the points we make there is sometimes, sometimes you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but the timing just isn't right yet. Like you're planting the seeds, but the rain hasn't come and the time hasn't come for the harvest to come. And you're like, where's the harvest? It's just not the season for that yet. It's just not the time for that yet. But all I know is I don't, this is not literal like farming. I don't necessarily know when the seasons are in my business. I know that if I just keep taking the steps forward, consistent with what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm going to get an accumulation of visible results. And sometimes those results are abundant. And sometimes you really have to look to see them.
<laughs> but they're there and they continue to get people energized and lined up and it continues to build momentum. That is how you generate positive momentum. Now, there is an other side to that coin. For every action, there's an equal and ap opposite reaction. So for every good momentum you could take forward, there is also a negative momentum that could happen. And it starts with disappointing results. Again, not going into a 30-minute training on this, but everybody gets disappointing results. I've gotten disappointing results today. You've gotten disappointing results today. It happens. Disappointing results happen. We see it happen in business. We see it happen in politics. We see it happen in our families. We see it happen in our churches and synagogues. And, I mean, we see it just everywhere. Disappointing results happen. But it's how you react that determines whether that affects your momentum or not. Because disappointing results happen to everybody, and yet some people seem to continue that crazy momentum. How do they do it? They reacted to the disappointing results differently. With understanding. See, without understanding is going to lead to a new direction, a new program, a leader, event, fad, or acquisition. I've been at this game 20 plus years now. 1999, I got my insurance license and hired my first agent. And, uh, and here we are recording this in 2021. That's 22 years I've been at this game. I've gotten plenty of disappointing results. And plenty of times I have reacted without understanding. And plenty of times I have seen that lead me to lead my business in a new direction, a new program, a, a leader event, fad, or acquisition. And plenty of times I've seen that result in no buildup and no accumulated momentum, which continues the disappointing results. I'm not going to go through all the thousands of examples of, of how I've screwed up in this business over the years. I know I could be so much farther along if I hadn't been such an idiot so many times. And yet, I wouldn't be where I am today without all those disappointing results and learning from them so that when they happen again, I can now react with understanding. I didn't get the wisdom in building this business by not building the business. I got wisdom of how to build this business by building it and making plenty of mistakes, sticking my neck out there and absolutely screwing up and costing myself thousands and thousands of dollars in the process. And as I lead other people, I really try to help you avoid those mistakes. But, you know, I was talking to a leader yesterday and, and, and I said um, the question, the conversation was, 70% of the millionaires, you quoted this just recently, Heather, 70% of the millionaires in America today are first-generation millionaires. And, and that's a recent stat I just saw. Well, um, for years, I've, I've heard this stat. You know, the first generation creates the wealth. The second generation sort of maintains the wealth. The third generation loses the wealth. And so the conversation yesterday was, you know, if we're growing and, and, and seeing success and generating, you know, incredibly positive results, how do we pass that on to our kids? into our grandkids. And that was just a neat conversation. I said, I, you know, I, I feel like as a parent, and, and I, I mean a parent in a literal sense, like we have three kids. I also mean as a parent, like I'm raising insurance agents that look to me for leadership. As a parent, I don't want my kids to feel pain. I don't know many parents that do. Like, right? Like we want our kids to see immense success without going through all the crap we had to go through. And yet, if they don't go through the crap that we went through, they may not end up getting the success. Our success is a product of the crap we went through. 
just heard a speaker say that this weekend. Like, hey, I, I didn't I didn't realize this was the path I, I, I needed to be on until this negative event in my life happened and it put me on that path. And then I realized 20 years later, that was the exact path I should have been on. Like, it, it gets pretty deep when you want to. But like, I think about in our business, I'm positive that I've had great mentors in this business. And yet I'm also positive that the business grew because I was working. Not because of what they had done for me, but because of the mistakes that I made and learned from and improved upon. Because I kept getting disappointing results for years, but finally started getting the wisdom and the knowledge to react to those disappointing results with understanding. And sometimes as a leader, I really question myself, am I making it too easy for the people trying to follow in my footsteps by giving them all the systems and processes that we put together? Should I, should I not do that and let them struggle a bit more? But then I go, man, I've seen so many really talented people that could have made it in this industry had they had some systems and processes to follow. It's kind of a delicate balance, kind of a fine line that we walk. But, but I'll just tell you this. As you're walking out your own journey, you're going to get disappointing results, and the key is reacting with understanding. That keeps the momentum positive. So what I want to talk about now is how to create growth, find meaning, and or make contribution in every situation and circumstance. So you got your disappointing results. How do you keep in the flywheel effect? How do you keep it going in the positive momentum? Well, First of all, something we call matured strengths. Heather and I have another teaching that we do about matured strengths. Not going in that to, into that today. Uh, but just, I want to feed you with some questions. We're all given gifts when we're born. We were all born with an advantage. I don't think we all have the same advantage. I'm not seven feet tall. You know, I can't dunk a basketball at seven feet. Like, I, there's certain advantages I wasn't born with. And there's certain advantages I was born with. I'm really clear of the advantages I have. And I'm really clear of the advantages I don't have. So I'm clear of my strengths and my weaknesses. You should be too. And the strengths that you've got, you need to mature them. Because that's the, that's the unfair advantage that you've been given since birth. But maybe you haven't discovered them yet. So here's some questions. What are my matured strengths? That's a, listen, when you are getting disappointing results and you're trying to react with understanding, you need to ask, what are my matured strengths here? What, 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 what do I got? What can I do? What, 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 what can I run with here? How can I grow my matured strengths? I've got this gift. I've got this strength. How can I make it even stronger? How can I make it even better? How do they apply now? My matured strengths in the situation I'm in right now, how can I apply the strengths I've got to this situation and the disappointing results I just got so I can not repeat that mistake? What new strength is being revealed? What new strength is being revealed? I, 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 I feel like in growing my business, I have, uh, there's been new strengths that have popped out over the, year that I don't, over the years that I don't think I had as a kid, but I've developed them. I've seen them come, come to the surface as an adult in building this business and having to deal with things from time to time. And I've seen these new strengths come out, and I go, well, you know what? 15 years ago, I couldn't count that as a strength. Now it's probably one of my top two strengths. Next, your story. So you get disappointing results and you're trying to react with understanding. Let's reflect back on your story. What is your passion or source of frustration? Hurt people hurt people. You ever heard that? I know that when I send somebody a text and say, hey, Bob gave me your name and number, so you might be able to help me out, 
and the person I text replies with things I can do to myself that are anatomically impossible, I know it wasn't my text that got that response. I know there was some other source of frustration in their life, and then I came along. I know that. Well, do you know that about you? <laughs> like, somebody sends you a text, and you respond with, Rawr! <laughs> Do you Do you know what is your passion or source of frustration? Because if you do, you might be able to res respond to that disappointing result with understanding. What is your past experience? Leading up to this place in your life, what is your past experience? When this happens, what is the consequence or or what is the reward? When, when, when I did this in my life, this happened. I was listening to a podcast this morning, Mike Rowe. Some of you guys know Mike Rowe, the Dirty Jobs guy. He's also the voiceover for the, what is that, the fishing thing. I don't know what the, uh, dirty, dirty, Deadliest Catch. That's it. He's got a podcast I like listening to. And he was talking about, as a kid, he was sitting in class, and, um, and uh, one of the people in his, he, he stuttered as a kid, which is funny because he does a lot of voiceover work now. But there's a kid in his class that really had a stuttering problem. And the, the teacher asked the question, the student raised his hand to answer it and stuttered through it, and the teacher made fun of him for stuttering, made fun of this other kid. And Mike Rowe took it upon himself for vengeance. And so later that day, he took an M80 smoke bomb and, it rolled it under the door for the teacher's, <laughs> the teacher's classroom. It smoke filled, the yellow smoke filled the, the school, and they, they evacuated everybody. I mean, today, Mike Rowett, you know, a 15-year-old, might have been arrested today, but back in the, in the late 70s, it was a good prank, and the fire department got called. Well, he got in serious trouble for that. And I was hearing him on his podcast this morning discussing that experience with his parents, who you know, had a different view of what happened uh, during that experience. But, but he now knows, like he said, I just, what have I learned from that? I learned it's, you, it, it's really not a good thing to go throw a bomb uh, at anybody. That's just not a good thing. So, so, so sometimes your past experience gives you those really painful lessons that you don't need to repeat because it was so stinking painful you'll never forget it. Are you in certain patterns or cycles? You get those disappointing results, and what you have to ask is, in my life, am I in certain patterns or cycles? Is there a reason I continue to get that disappointing result? One of the things I've seen people do, and, and this is a proverb where uh, the farmer plants seeds and looks for the rain, plants seeds and looks for the rain, plants seeds and looks for the rain. That is a really bad pattern that's going to get you disappointing results. Because when the harvest finally does come, when the rain finally does come, you're going to have a smaller crop than you could have if you had just focused on planting the seeds rather than looking for the rain all the time what is motivating me to engage <sighs> i have to ask myself this a lot you know because I, I i have I, I mean it's i call it genetic it's a long line of genetic problems i've got of our family just needs to be right we're not always right but we really need we need we have this internal just desire to be right about things and i'm saying my it's not my my kids they they sort of have it too it's not my wife she never has to be right but she is often but it's 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 from my side of the family my siblings my mother and and so i feel like sometimes i ask myself this question i just got a disappointing result and what do i want to do i want to go punch that guy in the throat man <laughs> wait wait what's motivated me to engage right now is it because i feel slighted by that guy uh, disrespected by that guy? Is it, is it because um, I need to be right? That's usually my question. That's usually the answer. What's motivated me to engage? I need to be right. Okay, I don't need to be right. 
I don't need to be right. I need to be in relationship. That's different. I, that's, these are things I have to say to myself all the time. I'd rather be right. I'd rather be rich than right. And so I, I, I got. I don't I always have to be right. And this is the answer right here for me. A lot of times, what is motivating me to engage? That oftentimes is the answer for the disappointing result that allows me to react with understanding and put me back into the positive momentum. Your financial contribution. So when you get those disappointing results and you're looking to react with understanding, let's, let's ask these questions about your financial contribution. What actions are producing income? I know this. I know when people get a disappointing result making phone calls, one of the things it's natural tendency to do is withdraw and not make more phone calls. My own story. When we first got started, um, I, I, I distinctly remember making dials, and Heather was sitting right there like she is right now watching this. Like she was just listening to me make dials just because we had a small house. She had nowhere else to sit. But I was making dials, and I, I got cussed out, and I got hung up. And I only had 10 leads. That was two. And I looked at her, and I'm like, I got to get a job. I'm crying. I had tears. And she said, make one more dial. And, and at the moment, it was just, okay, my wife believes in me. I can't sit here and look like a, 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 weak, a weakling in front of my wife. I'm a man. I, I can't look like a, a wuss in front of my wife. And so I'm going to make another dial. But looking back on it now and having the benefit of a couple of decades of, of, of hindsight, she was pushing me back to the action that produces income. Who cares if you get hung up on? Who cares if you get cussed out? And I know if you're new, you're thinking, I do. I care. Yeah, but you got to develop a little thicker skin because that's what produces the income is doing the work, doing the activity. Well, I recruited this guy, and I thought he was going to be the world's greatest, and he quit. I mean, he disappeared. I never even saw him again. I know. What actions are producing the income? Continuing to hire agents, continuing to pour into them. And, and listen, you're going to go through thousands of agents to find a handful that are great. So what? That's the action that produces an income, and it's like none other. What other opportunities for income do you have? What are, listen, you're, you're dialing leads, and, you, and, and I hear this all the time. I hear this all the time from established agents. They're so frustrated with the lead they're getting. That lead I'm getting, fill in the blank, whatever type lead it is, because it's been said about all of them. I just hate that lead. I can't particularly, I'm going to quit working that kind of lead. But you know, you know what? What other opportunities do you have for income? You could get referrals from the sales you've been making. You could go fill out the emergency response system. You, you, could, you could talk to them about a prescription discount card. You, you could, you could uh, just call up your clients and say, hey, who do you know that I can help? Or you could call up your clients and sit down and do an annual review and do a policy review and, and start talking to them about uh, what are you saving for tax-free retirement? Well, what's tax-free retirement? That's when you retire, you, you get an income and don't have to pay taxes on it. How does that happen? Now you're getting into that conversation. Maybe you're talking to them about old 401ks or IRAs that they need to roll over into something that's not that's not blowing in the wind like the market these are other opportunities you have for income so if you're getting a disappointing result with the lead reacting with understanding is like you know what i can't be so dependent on leads because leads are what they are i can take my business more in my hands and be less dependent on the the lead generation that's going on but be more intentional about the sales generation by me serving my clients is this profitable to my income goals is a question to ask when you get disappointing results. Maybe you got a disappointing result on something you shouldn't even be doing. Man, that just didn't work out. <laughs> Why are you even doing it? <laughs> is it profitable to your income goals? If it was successful, was it really going to add to your bottom line? 
Look for patterns through counsel from others. I was talking to my friend Adam yesterday, and he was saying, man, it is just so interesting in my life how would I have this conversation over here or read this in a book or listen to this podcast when those patterns start to come out from, from different sources. That's when I know I'm on to something that I need to fix or address or change. And, and listen, a lot of you guys come to me for counsel. I shouldn't be your only counselor. That's dangerous to have one voice. There's, you win the war with a multitude of counselors. Now, I am a grown person. I'm, I don't need to do anything that anybody says, but as an adult, it's my job to, to accumulate the evidence and from there make a decision on what I should be doing. And then live with that based on my decision, not based on the advice that somebody else gave me. <sighs> Let me back up before I move on to that. I, I believe that as, a, as, as somebody who gives counsel, that I am limited by the information I'm given. I can only give advice. It's only so good based on what you've given me. And, uh, you know, an example I always use is, you know, you, your house is burning. You come to me and say, hey, hey, Fitz, should I run back into my house? And I go, no, you're crazy. That's insane. Your house is on fire. Stay out. And the next day you're mad at me because your, your, your dog died in that or your, your two-year-old died in the house fire. Dude, I didn't know you had those things in the house. Let's go get them. I would have helped you. I didn't know that. And I try to do my part and ask the questions, but, but sometimes I'm just not given all the information that I need to make those decisions. I find that sometimes when I'm talking with counselors, sometimes I don't necessarily want to give them all the information because when they give me their advice, I don't have to take it because they don't know the whole story. They don't know everything. And now I'm, I'm freed because I went and asked for advice, but I don't have to take it because I know it's not good because they don't know the rest of the story. Anyway, there's a lot there, but I just I, I'm, I'm, I encourage you to look for the pattern that you see through the council. Look, look, through the, look for the themes, because as you start to see the themes, you start to see the real answer that's really there. That, that I think is, is better than any one counselor could ever give, is, is the, the themes that come out from multi, multiple. And big faith moves are different than the accumulation of small results. You know, Heather and I made a big faith move back in 1999, where... Everybody in the world was against this decision, but we decided it was smart for us to pick up and move from North Carolina to Dallas to start building an agency. That was a big faith move. Her parents pulled her aside without me at a Cracker Barrel and had a conversation of, are you nuts? You really shouldn't be doing this. You, you guys don't know what you're doing yet. You're moving halfway across the country to do something that you don't know and don't know how to do and don't, you're not following anybody that's done it. Like, what are you thinking? But we just knew, like, we just knew this is, this is what we're supposed to do. That was a big faith move. Don't mistake those. I mean, you, you, you may feel like there's something that you're supposed to do that's kind of a, seems crazy in the face of the, of the rest of the world. I, I know if my kids came to me at 22 and 23, and they're like, hey, we're moving halfway across the country, I'd, I'd say the same stuff. You're nuts, right? But sometimes you just know. You just know. But, but don't mistake the accumulation of, of small results. Don't mistake that. I mean, making a big move halfway across the country is one thing, but staying steady, staying consistent, repeating those things that are working over and over. Listen, it's not exciting. We say this all the time. If you're not bored in this business, you're probably not doing it right because you're just doing the same things over and over and over. But the good side is you really meet some interesting people and you get to go on some great trips and, you, and, and ne there's never a dull day. <laughs> promise you that the question i want to leave you with a little homework assignment what doom loop pattern are you currently in and how can you begin to respond with understanding
what is a, a, a pattern, a, a negative momentum generating pattern that you're in that needs to be addressed? Write it down and start brainstorming. How can I fix this? Who do I need to talk to? Maybe the person I think I need to talk to isn't the one, but maybe they can guide me to the one. Those are all questions to ask yourself uh, in, in eliminating those super negative patterns in your life. Hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.